that make you guys think of baseball? Makes me think of baseball. It makes uh, me think of football because we played this at the U of M every time we needed something to happen oh on the field. Oh my gosh, I got goosebumps. It makes from me that. think of hockey, so I feel like it may be just a sports song. It may be, you know. Cast Potato Radio here. Kevin Kennedy with the crew. We're, Home Run Porch is taking over. I'm here with Will and Madison, and we've got an action-packed hour. We've been planning all week. Yep. We've had a lot of fun getting ready for this week. we had a whole bunch of stuff to preview for you. Uh, real quick, I want to give you the weather update. It is currently 84 degrees in the Fargo-Moorhead area. It is Tonight will be mostly clear and breezy with a low of 59, and tomorrow mostly sunny and windy with a high of 85, so it's going to be another beautiful day and it's supposed to be beautiful all weekend. Uh, Will, why don't you take us away with what we're going to do with this first segment? Yeah, so we're, as we've been doing normally, we're going to recap the last week uh, of Twins Baseball. But uh, while we're doing so, we've actually clipped off some of our, our favorite clips from the week. Um, so we're each going to talk about you know, why we felt that was our favorite clip from the week uh, as we go about it. So uh, two California teams last week, three games in Anaheim and then three back home against the Giants. Two and four for the Twins. Not a great week. No, it was a, kind of a brutal, brutal. Well, we've lost three series in a row. Yes. Yeah, because we also went one and two against the Remember, Dodgers. Remember, I'm blocking yeah. out my mind. We did win the Dodgers series. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. The, the killer thing is we're still in first place. We're still in first place <laughs> by two and a half games. Is that yep. a bragging point that we should make, though? I don't think so. We'd be in dead last place in the East. Yeah. Uh, we're on pace for 84 wins, which is probably enough to win the Central. Yeah, probably. Um, but we definitely have... Definitely have some issues that need to get sorted out. And a, a bit of that, I think, is the offensive side of the ball. Oh, it's definitely the offense. I mean, the relief pitching's pretty dismal, too. I mean, you can't count on anybody that gets that comes. Well, Stewart, you can count on him. Yeah. Maybe we just have him pitch every day. The fact is, this, this team should be producing runs, though. Yeah. And, and you know, when they're not hitting it's home feast runs, or famine. It's, it's right. It's feast or famine. And they this team is built not to, you know, be bunting all the time, even though we have seen that. But yeah. if they're not hitting home runs and not scoring runs, this team, especially with the with the bullpen, is not going to get it done. So we've we've added a new feature to the show where we each are going to pick a play of the week. And mine is so awesome that I don't know I'm going to have this good of a play of the week again this season. <laughs> but uh, we have a little text chat. And when mine happened, I texted immediately in capital letters, this is my play of the week. <laughs> and... Um, Wills is pretty good too, but, but, uh, this is it. So this was in the second game against the, uh, angel. No. Uh, yeah. Angels yep, yep. against the angels. And I'll play it for you. It was Larnix triple. Um, so we'll play it for you here. And the three, two line to right field down the line. That's a fair ball. This will be extra bases as the ball Rattles in the corner. Farmer has the green light from Tommy Watkins. Rounding third, heading home. Larnick's trying for three. The run scores, and Larnick has a triple. He pops up to his feet. He's going to try and score. The throw to the plate is offline, and Larnick scores. It's a Little League inside the park home run. So Larnick all smiles as that blue jersey all dirty. It's an RBI triple and scores on another error, and the Twins score twice. So, oh my goodness! That that <laughs> I coached my son for years, and so you know, little league home runs uh, always. Yeah. You know, the kid's always like, "I got a home run." It's like, yeah, you should have been out, but they just kept throwing over everybody's heads. It's so. just like a, a, a hole in one on a par three. Yeah, yeah. You know, a comparison. Yeah. You know, it, well, it is definitely a hole in one, but yeah. And and the triple was 
was probably legit. He might have got thrown out the ball, been a little bit better thrown. But, boy, when he turned and that ball went flying over the third baseman's head, I just I couldn't I couldn't get enough. I, I was laughing so hard because yeah. you just you don't you don't expect to see that in baseball, and you shouldn't see that in pro baseball. Definitely not. Yeah, the ball was offline, and those were pivotal runs. Those were uh, runs number four and yep. or excuse me five and six gave a four run lead for the Twins that they yeah. ultimately held up. So I mean that's that's exactly what you want to see from Larnick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's just like you know sometimes it gets infectious and a team falls apart, and that was the one game where they fell apart. I think throughout this week, one thing you can draw is. That there's not been good defense, you know, <laughs> for the Twins and also, you know, the opposing teams too. When we, you know, this series with the Giants, the game we won um, yesterday, mm-hmm. they were just booting the ball around the infield, oh. which, I mean, you hate to see because you want to see competitive ball, but it kind of looked like a lower level of baseball, you know, a town, a town, you know, beer league or something. They're just, yeah, you know, balls going through their legs, kicking them away. So four errors and a handful of wild pitches. One of them scored Julian. Um, This was yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, you know, that uh, top of the seventh triple from Larnick twins win the game and then they go on to lose the next couple straight. Yeah. So three in a row. That's, I think that's the first time we've lost three in a row this season, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. 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 But then we go to the game yesterday and things are things are looking down. Longest losing streak of the year, uh, and immediately, right off the bat, when the twins come up, we we uh, we get a little. We get this. So this is Madison's play of the week. Yeah. And the old one, a fly ball, left center field in the gap and deep. Hanniger going back at the track at the wall. It's gone. Lead off home run for Eddie Julian, and the Twins have a one nothing lead here in the opening inning. I had to do a better job at the plate of staying through the ball because I've been um, rolling over a lot of stuff and I've been chasing, which I usually not, not do in, in the minors. And um, um, that's been my biggest um, uh, goal here. Um, it's to stay in my approach and not try to do too much, and that's what I try to do today. And first one I target, I'll remember the, this one for forever. Um, it was cool just to go oppo, and it always feels better when you hit a home run oppo, I feel like, and um, it felt great. So his first home run at Target Field. That that's gotta yeah. feel good. And I and uh oh, I wanted to do some some in-depth analysis, right? And as you know, uh Julian is from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um he knows French, right? Yep. And so I looked up the French word for home run. Do you want any guesses? House is maison. Um, I don't know. Home <laughs> here, here, here it is. Uh, how you say uh Home run. <laughs> so, that, that was a terrible Italian accent, thank you, by the way. Thank Madison. you, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> That's how they teach it down in Watson uh, <laughs> High School. Another fun fact um, for Julien is he he spoke only French when he started in college at Auburn, and since then he's learned English and is now nearly fluent in Spanish as well. How do you grow up in Canada and don't know English? Well, uh, Quebec. It's, no, I, yeah. I get that, yeah. but that that's. If you live in France, I understand it, but you're not living in France. You live in Canada. Imagine mastering three languages, though. <laughs> I can't. I barely. I can barely. I, can't, I can yeah. barely talk English. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, g- good job. Eddie. I didn't get to see that play. I was. I didn't turn the game on until the second inning. And I was like, oh, because it came across my phone. I was like, oh, oh, you're killing. There me. were t- like two home runs during that game that happened. Whether it be the first pitch back from a, a commercial break because they were kind of late and all of a sudden, you know, they hit a home run. I think that was one of them. It's happened a lot lately where they'd be coming back from a commercial and all of a sudden a home run would be hit and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, um, but uh, yeah, good job. 
Eddie Julian, and our our last one, Will. What is your what was your? Well, so originally I was going to pick uh, the day before Byron Buxton hit an early home run, yeah. and and I was going to pick that because scoring runs early. Uh, especially with the long ball, has not been something the Twins have done a lot this yeah. year. Um, and I thought, okay, Buxton hits that home run. That's going to turn around. You know, we two-game losing streak. We're going to turn it around here. Well, we ended up losing that game, and it didn't yeah. really signal a turnaround. Uh, but I've always been a fan of power speed guys, people who power and speed, because I've always loved stolen bases, but you don't see a lot of stolen bases. And we've seen a lot more this year, though. Yeah. Um, but... This isn't an example of power, but there's quite a bit of uh, speed and, and, and trickery going on here later in the game yesterday. All right, here we'll play it. And the pitch is outside, and Walner's going to take off for second. He'll be in a rundown. The throw comes to the plate, and it's missed by Sable at the plate. Castro scores. Walner makes third sliding, and the Twins lead 5-1. to one. So Walner's at first, Willie Castro's at third. Yep. Tony Watkins notices the third baseman playing a little far off of third, yep. and he whispers in his ear, hey, we're sending Walner. If they throw it to second, you're coming home. Yep. He goes, okay, okay. And they, they played it perfectly. Yeah, it was it was an amazing play. And I, I knew he was down there, but I was watching the, the television feed, so you couldn't see it. And it wasn't, an, like we were talking earlier, it wasn't an intentional double steal. Right. But... You call it a double steal because two bases were stolen at the same time. It was like it was like the safety safety squeeze. It's like okay, wait for the right thing and then go. Boy, it was a great play. Yeah, and the Twins have not done a lot of. I think maybe you call it a delayed double steal or something yeah, like that. Something like that. The, the Twins have not done a lot of that, yeah. and I love to see it when we do. I wish we do more. I of just it. think that you know that's what we call small ball, and I think when you're you're struggling offensively, though you have to manufacture runs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and that's the way you do it. You take chances. I mean. You can lose five one, or you can try to try something. And if it doesn't win, you still lose. Okay, I'd rather try and lose than than not try. That's why those those extra innings with the guy in second are so important. If you can't yeah. score a guy with no outs on second base in the tenth inning, I don't know what you're doing wrong. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the great Corey Provis for those calls. Um, we'll be doing that each week. So um, yeah. So for right now, uh, real quick update on the we're still in first place by two and a half games over Detroit and the. I was just looking at the Giants' record. The Giants are... They came into that series not winning a lot of games. They're 24 and 25. So they're, you know, we're evenly matched with them. Yeah. But it looked, those, especially those first two games, like we were just being thrown, yep. blown out. And so, I mean, it's even back in with the, the Angels series, um, I told you guys last week that um, uh, we wouldn't see Shohei, but I my days were off by one because we saw him on... Was it Sunday? Was he yeah, yeah, he Sunday? pitched on Sunday. Yeah. Um, what what did what a masterpiece to see him in person. He's I still that's player. on my bucket list. Still, I gotta I gotta see gotta see Shohei play in person. Have you? Will? I've seen him play. I have not seen him pitch in person. You were at the WBC, right? Um, yes, I didn't see him play for Japan though. I, I saw him against the Twins. He had a home run and a double. All right, the Minnesota Twins, we're talking to them. They win on KFGO, and you're listening to the Home Run Porch with Madison, Kevin, and Will with you until 7 p.m. Mickey and the Duke. Well, KC was winning. Hang out. This is the Home Run Porch on KFGO. I'm Madison. Uh, 
He's Kevin, and there's also Will around here. Will somewhere. is strumming the guitar to this song. <laughs> I love this song. I'm just saying, put me in coach. I'm ready to play center field. That's what the listeners want, yeah, too, right? That, that, that's dying true. To play le- okay, the KFGO, uh, some text coming in now. The KFGO Text Club 35270. Also, the KFGO Studio Line. Call us, 701-237-5948. We have a text coming in. Uh, why is Buxton still DH? No sense sitting the best defensive center fielder in the league when he hits 200 and Ks eight times a week. That's a good point. <laughs> well, he's hitting like 240, so let's, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is King a lot, though. Everybody on the team seems to be striking out. The thing is I'd say lot. to this this um, this um texter is that center field uh, Buxton is is in the past. Well, okay, yes, everyday center field Buxton, I yeah. think, is in the past. But I think that based on what we've heard from Byron himself, he's been very adamant that he wants to get back out there. And what we've heard a little bit from management is, is that he, the knee is still a bit of a problem. He's still not playing at 100%. And they, they're not going to put him out in center field until he's at 100%. Let's say that happens. Yeah. Let's say July 1st, his knee's 100% and they put him out in the field. Mm-hmm. And on July 2nd, he crashes in the wall and gets injured and is out for 40 games. That's why I don't think they're ever going to put him out there. And I understand that argument. You know? I, I definitely wouldn't be utterly shocked yeah. if they kept him as the DH only. But I do think that, I, you know, I don't think he'll be playing back-to-back days in center field. Yeah. But I do think that if we get down the stretch we'll and we get to the playoffs, there. he might I agree. With, I agree with the, the caller or the texture, but I just it's so frustrating because the guy's made of glass. There's Some guys are just injury prone, and he is. I hate to say it. He he is, and that's a great point that that texture brought up. And he has been stealing some bases, so if that kind of scratches your Buxton itch, you know what yeah. I mean? But like we said, I don't. those days of everyday center field are just behind Buxton. We're going to debut here, I think, a new segment. Yes. Um, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this, but uh, Kevin has a trivia question for Will and I and for you. So if you want to text in, KFGO Text Club again, 35270, while uh, Kevin is is um, uh, asking us this trivia. It's just between Will and I, and um, take it away, Kev. Okay, so I I am in love with the history of baseball. So I, I read a lot of biographies of players, and I'm c- curious about stuff that happened in the 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, all the way back. I really am. I, I always have been. And I asked you guys a trivia question in the office last week, and I was a little surprised. I mean, it's, it's a little obscure, but... But it was fun watching you guys try to guess your way because you knew who the player was. Mm-hmm. It, I won't. I don't want to give away the question, but it was a No Mark Garcia Park question, and you guys yeah. knew who he was, and you guys didn't know that little tidbit about it. And I thought, you know, that'd be kind of fun because I had fun asking it, and it was fun. So then, right away, my mind was coming up with different questions, and I literally have like seven of them in my head. I actually asked at Madison earlier. I said. What question I asked you guys in the office? I want to make sure I don't ask that again. <laughs> so you guys have to minimize the, okay, the, we did. the we did. streams. You can't cheat. Now we're gonna, I'm going to swear the textures to secrecy so they don't just go online and look it up because it's pretty easy to look up. Okay. Um, but but uh, please, you know, try to give an honest thing. I'll eventually give the answer if okay. these, these guys don't get it. Okay. So here's the question of the week: There is only one player in the history of baseball that has won MVP. In both the American League and in the National League. Okay. Only one player. Okay. So that's our now, first hint, right? Yeah, that's that's the question. That's the question. And I can give you a ton of hints. Now well, you got go ahead and ask questions. Should we try to talk it through here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You, you gave us one hint back there. Should should we use that as what public was, information? What was, the, what was the hint that I gave you? I you mentioned something about Montreal. 
okay. being involved. Montreal, the only reason I mention that is, is when we're going to get to this later, we did a podcast earlier where the kid was wearing a Montreal Expos uh, hat. Oh, so that has and nothing yeah, to do with this? It, it does. The, he, did, he did manage the Montreal, but that's not what he's known for. Okay, okay. okay. Well, I mean, you could look up the Montreal managers and figure it out that way, but yeah. that, that's not the way to go on okay. this. Okay. Okay. So AL and Go ahead and ask, me, ask me questions, then I'll give you some answers. Okay, can you give us the timeline? Yes, the first okay. one he won in 1961. Okay. And the second one was 1966. So, you want the teams? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 1961 was the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. And 1966 was the Baltimore Orioles. Ooh. And you said this guy became a manager for Montreal Expos later. I later. feel like I'm going to guess he was a catcher. Was he a catcher? No, he was not a catcher. He was not a catcher. I'll give you what position he played, and it won't help you at all. He was a right fielder. Yeah, that doesn't Mm. doesn't help much. No. Well, there's not been a lot of catchers that were uh, MVPs. There's been very few, actually. So right. Well, that's why I was like, yeah. I don't think uh, Johnny Bench when right, yeah. changed well, teams, yeah. but maybe you know he probably he won was MVP on that, that team. I don't know if Bench played in '61. He was on that team. He was one of the elders when like Pete Rose came along in '62. I had a great clip that I looked up where Pete Rose talked about him really? and how much he meant him because he was a rookie. He started in '56 and Pete Rose started in '62, and. Pete was taking over to second base from a pretty well-liked player. And so the older players didn't want to talk to him. And this, this veteran came and talked to him. And he said, you know, he was nice to me. And he was, you know, mm. treated me really well. And he said, he actually, uh, I'll give you the next hint. The next hint, he's, he's uh, a black guy. Okay. And he was the first black manager in Major League Baseball. Ah, oh, I-, I knew this at one point. Oh, gosh. Okay, can we use a phone a friend if someone calls in? No, but I'll see if any. No one's texting in yet. 701-237-5948. Okay, Give us a phone a friend if you know this. <laughs> I have a clip I can play you. Okay. Because when he started coat managing, he was a player manager. We don't see that anymore. I think Ted uh, Pete Rose might have been the last one back in the 80s yeah. that was a player manager, which was very common in the early days of baseball. But this guy... Was a player manager. Oh, we got the phone ringing. Oh, I'll play the play clip the and clip. answer the phone while okay. that's that's playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the clip. I edited out his name in the clip. Okay. 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 Opening day, 1975. In Cleveland, 50,000 fans were in the stands to see the debut of the Indians' rookie pilot, Major League Baseball's first black manager. But the two-league MVP winner is not there to make history. He's out there to play baseball. Designated hitter helps manager win his first ball game with a home run in his first time at bat. How about that? So he hit a home run in his first set. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he hit a home oh run in his first set. That show, you can see... The, the older listeners know what I'm talking about. These young guys don't know anything about anything. We need like but early that, 2000s that was a show in yeah. the 70s. I think it even went to the early 80s uh, called This Week in Baseball. And it was a great show. Every Saturday afternoon, I'd watch it as a kid. And even into the 80s, I think it went for a while. Until, until Cable really took over baseball. It was one of those shows because you just, you know, they only played 50 Twins games a year. So you'd watch those. And then you would watch this week in baseball to kind of know what was going on. We didn't have the internet or any of that stuff. And so they would always do like what's going on in the different divisions, but then they'd also uh, play something like this, a big highlight. So this Will, player, do you have it? Do you have something? Yeah. I was just checking to see if he played in the, is it Lou Brock? No, that's a good guess. Uh, 
Okay. I don't know that Lou Brock ever played in the American League. Oh, we got another caller. By the way, I just had Aaron called in, and Aaron got it right. Aaron got it right. Aaron got it right. Oh. Let me okay, answer okay. this call. Let's recap here. So, um, MVP in 61. ALNL. Yeah, 61 for the Reds. And then... 60, yeah. 66, he said... First black manager, also uh-huh. a player manager. He's an outfielder. Outfielder. And he managed for the Expos, but we probably don't know him for that. When did he win the 66? Which team was he on for the MVP? He was on the Orioles. The Orioles, right, right, right. The Orioles. So he played with great players like um, uh, Jim Palmer. Brooks Robinson was the third baseman. I I almost had a quiz question about Uh, uh, What's his name? Is it Eric... uh, Eric Davis, you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. No, he played in the 90s. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I got another caller. The callers are crushing you guys. You guys talk. We're, we're getting lapped. Yeah, okay. The thing is, though, like, I, my, my knowledge is, like, 2000s MLB. Like, right. I should. I mean, we should know because we're students of the game, but we're failing students right now. Yes, we, we have not passed this test that we've been given. I, I, that was a good guess, Lou Brock. Though. That was, I, I thought I had it there. I really thought Lou Brock was the one. Oh, we got another one that was right over there. <laughs> oh, my God. We're it's, getting... it's becoming a tally. It's becoming a tally. 701-237-5948. Um, everyone is embarrassing Will and I about knowing this uh, um, this uh, trivia question that Kevin has for us today. Okay, but... can I just say for the record, the callers are crushing it. Yeah. Uh, I've got, now, got three, now correct? I've had three. So Aaron was the first one called in. Brian called and had it. And then Dan just called in, and he got it correct also. They knew it right up top. One of the guys said Gene Mock. Um because of the Expo manager. Now, Gene Mock, I don't think was ever a great player. Gene Mock was a great manager, but uh, but he he said the first name correctly, and then he mentioned Gene Mock after. Mm. So he got it correct. All right, I'm going to give you a couple other things about him. Okay. Um, he Let's see. He, he played for the Reds, played for the Orioles. He played a, one year for the Dodgers, two years for the Angels, and then three years for Cleveland. Then he became a manager. He managed, He was the first manager of the Washington Nationals. So the Washington Nationals were in Montreal, and then they came to Washington right. in 2005. So he was still the manager in 2005. He was still, yeah, so he was the Through expo the- manager and came. So that might be— What year was that, you said? Uh, 2005. Oh, I should know this. I okay. feel so embarrassed. I've got a few things this. to throw Will's direction. Okay. His war, what would, be, what would you say is a good war? For a career? Yeah. Um, anything above 50 is a Hall of Famer. 107. Ooh. Yep, so which it makes him in the Hall of Fame, which makes him twenty twenty third overall. Okay, uh, two thousand nine hundred forty three hits, which makes him thirty six overall. So he's not three thousand club though. When he finished playing, he was fourth overall in home runs, but he's tenth now. Five eighty six home runs, two ninety four batting average, eighteen twelve RBIs, two hundred four st- st- stolen bases, which is pretty good. Fourteen time All Star. Wait, how many home runs did you say? Uh, five eighty six. Five eighty six. He was the Rookie of the Year in 1956, his first year, obviously. Uh, won the Triple Crown in 1966, which, by the way, nobody won until... Miggy uh, in 2012 was yeah, the next one. Yeah. yeah. And was elected in the Hall of Fame in 1982, which is a famous year because that's the same year that Hank Aaron went in. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't think yeah. I am either. Okay, so uh, Aaron, Brian, and Dan... You're the winners this week. It's Frank Robinson. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So I, I was thinking Frank Robinson was later. Yeah, I, I had it in my head. So I just was like, That's he's one of those players. That I, I I said to you guys earlier. I said he really should be in the first tier of ball players with that sort of record. Yeah, you know, right. he should be in that conversation. I mean, he's not as good as Babe Ruth, and he's not as good as some of those. 
first five guys, but he's he's in the top fifteen players, absolutely. And he's one huh. of those guys who just kind of don't kind of forget about. Yeah, um, I mean, we here's the, here's the, <laughs> yeah. here's the league of their own. This is a great little thing. So in two thousand six, um, he's managing the, the Nationals, and here's the Twins connection. They were so beat up and injured, they had to put in their third string catcher. Okay, who was Matt Lacroix, Matthew Lacroix, who played for the Twins. From 2000, 2005, went one year to the Nationals, came back in 2007. He was, in the early Maurer years, our guy that was supposed to be really good, and but it never became great. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the game, in the middle of the seventh inning, okay, over the course of the game, uh, seven guys stole the base on him. He, he, oh. he didn't get anybody thrown out. <laughs> so in the so middle hard. of the seventh inning, which is a, a huge taboo, Frank Robinson pulls him from the game. Switches them before the inning's over. Huge taboo. Mm. At the press conference after the game, he was asked about it, and Frank Robinson starts crying. I almost pulled that clip. He starts crying, and he's just tears are coming down. And he yeah. said, "I never should have done that. I you don't you know show up a baseball player like that. You don't embarrass your player." Then they cut to years later. There's a clip of Matt Lacroix talking about who's a manager now, and he goes. He was right to pull me. I was terrible. <laughs> he goes, I was throwing the ball all over the field. He goes, I wasn't mad at him. He said he came up to me in the dugout and apologized profusely for the next few days. He, he apologized to him. Yeah. But it's it just, you know, the old saying that there's no crying in baseball. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Frank so there you Robinson. go. There's your question of the okay. week. I've got to, the listeners know this. I've got to educate these young guys on the history of baseball, oh, we- which for these guys is before, oh, 2019. No, more like 1992. (laughs) I'll challenge you to find like a early 2000s guy next week. All All right, right. I'll I'll find an early 2000s. Will and I will get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, You are listening to the Home Run Porch. Um, I am Kevin Kennedy, and we'll be back in just a bit. Porch on KFGO, Madison Quinn, Kevin Kennedy, and Will Thompson. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through this hour. We're headed into our last segment. We're doing pick the stick now, uh, giving you an update on last week's scores, you guys. A low-scoring affair because the Twins can't score runs. Well, and there were some injuries, um, too. That's and it. injuries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I picked Carlos Correa. Kevin went with Kirloff this last week. Will went with Joey Gallo. And uh, our friend Carson Barta of Fargo Dave, he's uh, picked for the listeners. He had Buxton. Um, tied in last place will be Will and I. Uh, Correa added up to eight points, two singles, two doubles, a run in an RBI, and then got hurt. Uh, will I went with Gallo. He smacked a home run. Um, was only worth one, so he adds up with one single, one home run, two runs, and one RBI. In second place, Kevin, who has Alex Kirilov, he hit one home run, um, one single, one double, that, and three RBIs. That'll add up to 10 points. And if, if Kirilov hits the ump with his bat in the next week, can I just win that week? <laughs> yeah, Because he so. looks like he's ready to go off. <laughs> yeah, the guy, he was he was rough. Yeah, he well, he's rough. hot. He's, he's in, justifiably so. He's getting the, called oh, on yeah, strength. So. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Buxton and uh, Carson, the listeners take this one with 12 points. Buxton had three singles, a home run, 
three runs and two RBIs. So, so the, the leaderboard listeners have two. Kevin won, won, and we're sitting at the bottom of zero, right? Still waiting for that first win. Okay. Let's pick our uh, so well. You guys can pick first since you guys have uh, haven't won yet. So, <laughs> by the way, listeners should text in and, and yeah, get text us, in three five two seven zero or seven zero one two three seven five nine four eight. Text in the listeners' pick for pick the stick this week. Um, Will I'll pick first? Yeah, you go first. You go first. I'm gonna go with my boy Edouard Julier. Okay. So. Go, Eddie. I like it. See, that's where I was going to go if you let me pick first. I'm glad that I let you go first because what I really want to do. Now, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. We're not going to know what happens to Carlos Correa till tomorrow. But, okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. But. I think he's going to be back, but yeah. You think he's going to be back? Yeah, I do. Okay, well, Kevin's a little skeptical. Maybe I don't want to go out on a No, I, I actually... I, 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 the limit. I know what you're about to say. I, I believe, because we're deficient at short and third right now, we can't get Royce Lewis yet, so maybe we see a Brooks Lee, a Brooks Lee debut. Can I get a Brooks Lee debut? Okay. All right. Maybe? Okay, I think All that's right. too much of a limit. All right, too much of a limit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay, I okay, thought okay. you were going to say Royce Lewis. Well, he can't come back to the first. Yeah, uh, otherwise, right. that, that's what I would have... That's. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's kind of what I was thinking before I'm like, do you today. you want zero points? Yeah. Like, if that's a big gamble. No, he's not. He can't come back to the first. Though. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna go with Michael A. Taylor. Ooh. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think okay. Gonna I'm gonna one. take the obvious pick this week. I'm gonna take Buxton. And it looks like our our callers just came in with Joey Gallo, okay. our texter. So we'll go with Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. And I'll take them. Buxton. So if you write those down. Um, a couple other things we want to tell you. We've been very busy this week. We've had two podcasts that we put up since last week. Yep. Um, my son, John Kennedy, yes, he's not named after the president. My son was in town, and I said, hey, you should." he was asking about the show. And I said, you should come on. He goes, well, I'm leaving on Tuesday. He lives in New York. Yeah. And he came in, and I and I called these guys up. I said, do you want to – should we podcast him? And they're like, yeah. So John and I did a podcast, and I've got a little tidbit, and we want to drive you guys to listen to it. It's a very good podcast. It's about 19 minutes long. But here's a little a little taste. AMX. Like a Don Zacaduro or like Oh really? They're all, yeah, they're all they all have sp- like Spanish walk-up songs. <laughs> Which by the way, everyone should have Spanish walk-up songs. Really? If you if you have like So they're singing in Spanish and is it is it like not flamenco or or uh, No, it's like just it's like a just like a reggaeton. Like it's just fun. They wow. just sometimes it's just a beat, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. and then every Spanish person around you is like they start get up and start dancing. Never heard of Danza Caduro. <laughs> You've never heard that song? I never heard oh it. I gosh. put it on. I'm like, this is fun. It this is. is. It it is yeah. it, I, I actually agree with him that we should have all Spanish walk-up songs because it was just, he was he was telling me song after song. He, my son is dating a Puerto Rican girl, and uh-huh. he's like, they don't have melancholy stuff. It's all like fun dance Upbeat, stuff. Yeah. 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 So I uh, we were laughing our heads off talking about that. Yeah. So go go listen to that podcast. It's up on the home run porch at kfgo.com. Click on podcast and then click on Madison's face on there. Um, <laughs> we also talked to uh, Wapiton catcher um, Jackson Fleetlet. 
Um, he came into the studio today. We recorded an awesome podcast with him. Um, he is uh, he just hit a walk off um, th- three run home run on Tuesday. So we were talking about that. Also, something interesting that he had. He just got a tattoo today. And so we're going to hear from him. Yes. We're going to hear from him about uh, what kind of tattoo it's baseball related. You have a tattoo on your forearm. I do. What does that yeah. say? This is like, I just got this today. It's um Today? It, yeah. They just, they today. all look, uh, his parents are here them? too. Oh, yeah. a, his parents are here too. Oh, and they, oh, they also. The, the younger brother got. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> younger brother got a little uh, a stencil you? of it, not the full tattoo. The 11-year-old got one, too. <laughs> okay, something's going on. What's the um, significance of that? This is um, the coordinates straight to JR. So JR is our baseball field. Oh, okay. And we have a philosophy where if you, uh, if you treat JR good, it will treat you good. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he got a tattoo of the coordinates of John Randall Field. Uh, me being a guy from WAP, I have a special connection to John Randall. And it, it, it was funny. It was funny. The whole family showed up with a, with a Madison tattoo. Madison dragged almost. the whole family into the studio, <laughs> and they're all behind me. And I, I, I kept seeing this. And he's, you know, 17, 18. So I thought, well, he's a little young to have a tattoo. And I'm looking yeah. at this tattoo, and I go, what is it? And he immediately looks at the parents, and I turn around, and they're all holding their arms <laughs> out. It's the same him. tattoo. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was so awesome. Um, so check out those podcasts for more great uh, Home Run Porch content. You know, check out the podcast. Go to kfjo.com. Scroll down to the podcast page again. See uh, Kevin and uh, I's uh, fantastic faces on there. We need to put Will's face we on there. We do need to put here. Will's face on there. Um, we'll so, get it updated. Okay, we'll throw Will's giant face on there. So too. we have about a minute left. Let's talk about what's coming up. Yes. We've got the uh, – go ahead, Will. Blue Jays uh, this weekend. If you want to go to both uh, Twins and Saints game, you can do it on Saturday. You can do the afternoon okay. Twins, Saints in the evening. Uh, and then after that, we're going to Houston for the Astros before a long homestead back home. Kind of a tough stretch here for the Twins. The Blue Jays are 25, 26 and 25. Yeah. And – that's the worst team in the e- in American League. And they it's just, crazy how they just they whooped up on the Rays twenty to one too. Yeah. So, and if you don't know Danza Caduro, uh, look that up. <laughs> uh, I, I actually had to do Google Translate with the words to make sure it wasn't inappropriate. Oh yeah, and because John showed me another song and I played that, and I go, "What's that?" And he goes, "You can't play that on the air." <laughs> you know, so I was like, "Okay." You so yeah, check out all those podcasts. You know, KFGO.com podcast page it's been great hanging out with you guys um again this is the home run porch during couch potato radio we take over on thursdays and the mighty 790 104.7 kfgo will i was just counting you down oh will's counting me down i'm madison Flynn, kevin kennedy will thompson